Welcome to Covenant's Pulpit Ministry. Covenant Evangelical Free Church believes that the Bible is the Word of God and that God's Word is vital for life-transforming Christianity. We trust that you will grow to know the Word of God and more importantly, the God of the Word as you hear this message today. May God bless you as you open your heart to His Word. Okay, uh, the exciting bit of today's service, of course the rest of the service has already been exciting, but the really exciting bit is going to happen, okay? Now today's sermon, uh, Pastor Sharon is going to bring us an exciting word, but it will be presented in a very special style. Okay, so I've been told to explain this so that you won't be shocked, Then Turn to your neighbor and say, don't be shocked. Okay, before I invite Pastor Sharon up, I will help her to share the context of the passage. So she effectively gave me three paragraphs from a sermon to preach for her. Okay? So the context and historical setting of the passage, Daniel 9 verses 1 to 19. Can we all just turn to that? Okay? Daniel 9 verses 1 to 19. Uh, we are continuing this journey. If you are new uh, with us here in Covenant, uh, we've been studying the book of Daniel for this entire year. So we are almost at the end, three quarters mark. Okay, so what's going on in Daniel 9? Daniel here has read the writings of Jeremiah and he has started praying, fasting and confessing sins on behalf of God's people. So in Daniel 9, uh, you will notice that the name Yahweh or the Lord. This name has not been used elsewhere in Daniel, but here in chapter 9, it's a very special name, the name Yahweh. Uh, it's used seven times. So this emphasizes, thank you, God's covenantal relationship with his people. So every time you see in your Bibles the word Lord, L O R D, sometimes you see capital letters, but they are smaller. That usually means Yahweh. And it's about God's covenant or his promised relationship with his people. For the first time, Daniel breaks the silence here. Right? He's talking to uh, his readers. And he's telling them how the exile that they just experienced is due to God's people breaking the terms and conditions of their covenant relationship with God. So this is what Daniel read among the writings of Jeremiah. And we're going to read a bit from Jeremiah 29, 10 to 14. Now this is a familiar passage. Can I get all of us to look up at the screen and we read this together, okay? Okay, on the count of three, one, two, three. For thus says the Lord, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to this place from which I sent you into exile. So this passage is why today in uh, Daniel 9, Daniel is praying, fasting, and repenting on behalf of God's people. So the one word to describe today's passage is repentance. I'm praying that today, you know, we've, we've experienced this already through our prayer uh, during the service, the worship, 
May God give us this burden of repentance from the text and help us to respond to him. Before we invite Pastor Sharon up, let's, let's just pray. Let's just pray, bow our heads and pray for her, pray for ourselves. God, repentance is not an easy thing to think about because it means humbling ourselves. So we pray you prepare our hearts to receive your word. We pray you anoint Pastor Sharon as your messenger, as your prophet to us today. We pray that you give her every grace and every strength to deliver your holy word to us. And help us not just to hear this word well, but to obey. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's, let's welcome Pastor Sharon to bring us God's word. Oh, hi everyone. I'm Esther. I'm one of the janitors in this company by the name of Yahweh International. Well, I didn't start off as a janitor. Something happened along the way in the company and I got demoted to where I am today. Well, many years ago, Yahweh International used to be so famous. Even far, far, far away countries knew about our company, our product, and our amazing CEO, Yahweh. Talking about our CEO, Yahweh, he was really an amazing guy. He was different from other bosses who were typically like a slave driver. Yahweh was different. No matter how busy he was, he would always spend time with the staff. You know, he knew each of us by name. And he was highly interested in our personal growth in the company. So to be offered a staff contract by Yahweh and to work for him was considered a real privilege. But talking about the staff contract, when we all signed the staff contract, there were interesting terms and conditions in that staff contract that required the staff of Yahweh to be faithful to him and the company's product. Yahweh promised us that if we remain loyal to him, the company will continue to flourish and expand in business. Well, of course, when we first started out, we, we were really excited. We signed that contract because we were all excited to work for Yahweh and we started working. But somewhere down the road, we got distracted by other companies' products. We started following other CEOs on their social media and we became unfaithful to Yahweh. Even after many warning letters from the HR department, we were still unfaithful to him. You know, it was like that Coca-Cola staff that drank Pepsi on his job. We were exactly like that. It was totally unacceptable. Yahweh was so upset. And eventually, the business started to decline. And we started to be acquired by other companies, one after another. And the recent CEO decided to downgrade, demote some of the previous directors like me to be a janitor. And that's why I'm sweeping the floor today. But I must tell you, there's a particular clause in that staff contract that we all signed. It says that um, should a staff or a remnant of the staff team send a corporate apology to Yahweh, he promised that he would return and he would do something for his name, his glory, and his company. Well, we must understand that Yahweh has lots of wealth, resources. He's ever ready to bless us again. But he wants apology for all that we've done, for all our unfaithfulness. So one guy did it. 
one guy from the staff team did it. His name was Matthew Lowe. Yes, Matthew Lowe. He did it. He represented the whole old staff team and he gave a corporate apology to Yahweh. And guess what? Yahweh appeared. After so many years, he went MIA. After so many, many years, he appeared, but he told Matthew Lowe this, that there will be more suffering, more punishment for our unfaithfulness before he comes to build us out and to deliver us. I can't imagine what small suffering looks like because I'm already sweeping the floor. Oh, I, I can't chat with you anymore because my new supervisor just told me that I need to wash that toilet bowl behind on the backstage there. I, I need to run now. Bye, everyone. Hello, everyone. My name is Sarah. I have a split personality today. My name is Sarah. I'm going to start work in this new company by the name of Yahweh International that has been around for centuries. Tell me which company has been in business for centuries. I can only think of one and only Yahweh International. I heard that the staff benefits are really amazing. But there's something really interesting about this company is that the staff membership lasts a lifetime. Meaning if you are a staff of Yahweh International, you will be a staff forever and ever and ever. So this kind of job offer of an iron rice bowl is really attractive in this day and age where the high employment rate out there in the market. Oh, by the way, I heard that all of you are going to be my new colleagues. Hello, hello, please interact. Hello, 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 please wave. Yes, yes, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so excited and I want to get down to get to know each of you. But before I do that, I need to sign this staff contract and hand it to the HR department. You know, the HR department told me this, that the terms and conditions of the new staff contract are somewhat similar as the old staff contract. The HR department says that the new staff contract is meant not to replace the old contract, but to fulfill the old contract. It sounds really deep. Do you understand what it means? That the new staff contract is not meant to replace the, the old contract, but meant to fulfill the new contract. I, I, I don't understand that. But by the way, Vincent, um, do you still remember the terms and conditions of the staff contract that you signed many years ago? Uh, most of us forgot already. Uh. We just enjoy the benefits. That's ridiculous. L let me read to you, all of you, to remind you what are the terms and conditions of the staff contract that you have signed many years ago. Clause number one says this, You shall love Yahweh with all your heart, and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The second clause says this, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I've loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my workers if you have love for one another. Wait a minute. I've not seen or heard most of you loving Yahweh and loving one another. 
In fact, most of you are just interested in your own affairs. You just want to go to work, uh, finish your work, enjoy the staff benefits and go home. I don't even see you eating together in the staff canteen. That staff canteen is perpetually like empty all the time. I've heard from people that um, when new staff join the company, you don't really take care of the new staff. You just let himself or herself sink or swim out there in the new company. HR has also told me this, that they have tried to organize small groups for you to go and support one another. But many of you are not interested to join a small group. Or even if you join a small group, you just want to clock in the hours, lah, you know, and then go home. I don't really see you loving Yahweh and loving one another. Your lack of commitment to Yahweh and his business is evident as shown on the slide here in the recent annual report. If you look at the slide here, by the way, it's real data in Singapore, you will realise that the growth in year 2000 to 2010, the business have grown by, what is the percentage? There should be a percentage there. Okay, the growth is 3.7%, the blue growth, okay, 3.7%. But in the last 10 years, year 2010 to 2020, the growth is only 0.6%. 0.6%, you can see it on the graph. Your lack of commitment to Yahweh and his business shows it in the recent annual report. This company is on a downhill trend. On the surface, you look like a bunch of loving people. Maybe you are really not, because if you are, the business should flourish in that sense. I don't think I want to join this company. I don't think I want to sign this staff contract. Nice talking to all of you. Goodbye, everyone. The end. <laughs> Thank you so much for your patience. The skit is really written in an interesting way to illustrate Daniel 9, chapter 9, verses 1 to 19. It's really about Daniel praying and confessing the sins of God's people for not walking according to the OT law as required in the old covenant. It was like Esther in the first character of the skit telling the people that the company, the old staff, did not work according to the terms and conditions as required in the old staff contract. Of course, contract and covenant, there's a great difference. Contract is typically the agreement between two parties to render services or goods. It can be broken anytime. But covenant is like a perpetual promise, loyalty between God and his people. That is the real difference. So this passage is really about Daniel realizing that, wow, God's people has fallen so far away from the Old Testament law and he decided to represent everyone to pray. The whole 19 verses are his prayers. But we're going to zoom in verses 3 to 11. And this is what Daniel prayed. Verse 3 from the ESV version. I shall read this to you. Then I turned my face to the Lord God, seeking him by prayer and pleads for mercy with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession, saying, O Lord, the great and awesome God, who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. We have sinned and done wrong and acted wickedly and rebelled. 
turning aside from your commandments and rules. Verse 6, We have not listened to your servants, the prophets who spoke in your name to our kings, our princes and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. To you, O Lord, belongs righteousness, but to us, open shame. As at this day, to the men of Judah, to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and to all Israel, those who are near and those who are far away, in all the lands to which you have driven them, because of the treachery that they have committed against you. To us, O Lord, belongs open shame. To our kings, to our princes, and to our fathers, because we have sinned against you. Verse 9. To the Lord our God belong mercy and forgiveness, for we have rebelled against him and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God by walking in his laws, which he set before us by his servants, his prophets. All Israel has transgressed your law and said, Turn aside, refusing to obey your voice. And the curse and the oath that are written in the Lord of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured out upon us because we have sinned against him. Daniel offered identification of repentance to Yahweh on behalf of God's people. On the slide, you will see in verses 9 and 11, he used words like we, us, to indicate a shared responsibility of God's people not walking in the old he laws. Well, I was just wondering, does godly Daniel really need to ask God for forgiveness? Maybe not, maybe not. But he knew that it was a shared responsibility for the waywardness of God's people. And therefore, he decided to ask God for forgiveness on behalf of God's people. Today, we are not bound by old covenant. So sometimes we look at a passage like that, we are not sure how to respond, how to react. It's true, we are not bound by the old covenant because Jesus has ushered in the new covenant by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, by fulfilling all the OT laws and achieving all righteousness. He ushered in from the old covenant to the new covenant, and today we are bound by the new covenant, which we need us tightly to God and to one another by the blood of Christ. And sometimes we feel that, oh, Christians of the new covenant, we can just um, enjoy the benefits, we enjoy a free pass to heaven and a free access to God by praying to Him. And we forget that in the new covenant, we have commandments to obey. We have obligations. We have responsibility. And that is to love God and love one another. And we look at a passage like that, we realize that Daniel asked God for forgiveness on behalf of God's people for not walking in the OT law as required in the Old Covenant. Today, God is calling all of us for corporate repentance, for not leaving out the new commandment to love God and love one another. God's people in Daniel's day did not walk according to the OT law as required in the Old Covenant. Today, the body of Christ in covenant, in Singapore, we are not any better than the people in Daniel's days in chapter 9. We have not been loving God and loving one another in the new covenant. And today God wants us to ask him for forgiveness as a body of Christ. Because the truth is that our faith has become so individualistic. When I use the word our, means representing myself as well. It is just me and my Bible. Me and my Bible. It's seldom together. It's seldom us. It's seldom we. 
That's, that's why it's so difficult to get people to go to CG and to support and love one another. That's why it's so challenging to ask people to step up and serve in Covenant East so that the people of God can be equipped to know Christ, so that non-Christians can come in to know Christ. It's so difficult for the Covenanters to step up and serve in Covenant East. It's so difficult to ask our church members, committed church people to say, hey, it's time for you to show your commitment by becoming a church member, official church member. And we realize that it's so difficult because our faith has become individualistic. It is enough to have me and my Bible and my God. And we forget that actually the new covenant, we are knitted even more tightly to God by the blood of Christ and to one another. The truth is that our love, our love, mine included, has become so self-centered. And it shows it in the graph that we see. For the past 10 years, the growth in Christianity is only 0.6. Only 0.6. By right, if our love is attractive, people will know that we are his disciples. And people will want to know, who is this Jesus? But this graph tells us a lot about our love for God a lot about our love for one another. Some of us struggle to take care of our aging parents. We don't have enough love for our parents. We don't have enough love for our spouse. We feel like quitting in a marriage. We don't have enough patience for our wayward children. We don't like our colleagues, our neighbours, our friends. And today we need to ask God as a body of Christ, representing Covenant East, Covenant Singapore Christians, to really ask God for forgiveness. That we have not been loving Him and loving one another. I'm going to ask the AV to show us the graph again. I'm going to give you 10 seconds to look at this graph in silence. Some of us, when we look at this graph, we are numb. We don't feel the impact. We don't feel the pain. And today, we need to ask God for forgiveness. You know, God's people in Daniel's days, they were supposed to glorify God to the ends of the earth, but instead, they brought shame to God and they went to exile. God's people in the New Testament, in today's world, are supposed to witness for Christ, supposed to expand the kingdom of God. But today, when we look at the graph, it tells us a lot about Christianity. Us, us, in Singapore. Because the question is, when was the last time you have thought of bringing someone to Christ? When was the last time you thought of expanding the kingdom of God for the love for God? The answer would be no. Maybe last Christmas, maybe last Good Friday, maybe some years ago, there's a reason why we are losing our young people. Our love for God and love for one another is simply not attractive. It's not real. On the surface, we look like a bunch of loving people, but we are not. And today, we need to ask God for forgiveness. You know, God's people in Daniel 9, they were not walking according to the OT law as required in the Old Covenant. And therefore, Daniel prayed and asked God for forgiveness on behalf of God's people. We, Christians of the New Covenant, we have not been loving God and loving one another as required in the new covenant. And today, God is asking us to come on our knees, 
representing our generation in 2023 and to ask God for forgiveness. That through our prayers, our repentance, the graph can move. Uh, the graph can move. I want to share with you this story in salt and light. This family is not just a family that salt and light has surfaced. This family is our own covenant family. They worship in Woodland Centre. Ryan, he's 15 years old. He has always been serving so faithfully in the AV station there. Even when he was very sick, he was still serving. Until a point whereby he couldn't come anymore and he has been warded and hospitalised for weeks, for the past few weeks. Pastor Kai led Woodland Centre to pray for Ryan that he will find a suitable liver because the liver has reached a stage that he needed liver transplant in order to survive, in order to live. And Ryan's prayer is that he wants to live because he wants to serve God, he wants to love God, and he wants to continue to love the people around him. So more than 10 covenanters from Woodland Centres felt the prompting of God, and they stepped forward to the hospital to ask for themselves to be tested, to see if they could donate the liver, their own liver to Ryan. And Pastor Kai led us to pray you know, one by one was rejected. One by one was rejected. As I was praying, I was asking God, what are the chances? We are all strangers to, to Ryan. What are the chances? But one particular covenanter liver was suitable for Ryan. And last Thursday, they went for a liver transplant. Just last Thursday. This covenanter right now is out of the high dependency ward, transferred to normal ward. Ryan is doing well. The operation was so well. He has to be in the ICU for the next 14 days, but today he woke up. He's, he's doing well. Let's continue to pray that for him. You know, when I received the news and I, and I was praying and giving thanks to God, I couldn't help but to cry. And I asked God, God, why am I crying? And I felt the Spirit telling this to me. Sharon, this is a picture of loving God and loving one another. And I realized, wow, God, it's possible to love God and love one another on this side of eternity. It's possible. It's not something that is possible only in heaven. It's possible. You know, hear my heart, church. As we come to a close of today's sermon, I'm not asking us to donate our organs. I'm not. Because the best among us will never be able to love God and love one another. We all cannot make it. I'm not asking you to try harder, love deeper, no. Because by ourselves, we are lost and we are blind. We cannot hear God. We are the same as God's people in the Old Testament. By ourselves, we can never fulfill all that the law required. That's why Jesus came. He ushered in the new covenant by the blood, by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And he promised that in the new covenant, he will give us a new heart to love him and love one another. In the new covenant, he will give us his spirit to love him and love one another. Today, I'm asking you not to try harder. I'm asking you to focus on Jesus again. Sincerely ask Jesus for forgiveness that God, I really cannot love you and love one another. Forgive us as a church 
Today, I'm asking you to focus on Jesus. Today, I'm asking you to run back to Jesus, asking for forgiveness. And He promised that He will give us a new heart, His Spirit, to love Him and love one another so that the world may know that we are His daughter. Let us pray. As I invite the worship team to lead us with this song, focusing on the Calvary, the blood of Jesus. For the first time I had 
accomplish all righteousness by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Today you ask us to walk out our salvation by loving you and loving one another, not in our own strength, but by the power of your Spirit. Today we say that we, are, we want and we ask you for forgiveness. Lead us, guide us, to return to individually and corporately. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please take a seat and in the next three minutes there's this corporate prayer slide that I would like you to just use the prayer to reflect. Use the prayer to personally ask God for forgiveness for your life, for yourself, for your family, for your CG, for your church. And after three minutes, pray this together. Lord, we want more of you over our lives, O 
over our families, over our church, and over Singapore. Lord, we have heard of your fame. We stand in awe of your deeds. Renew them in our day. In our time, make them known, that we may be awakened to your glory, united for your mission for such a time like this. Make us ready as a church to meet King Jesus when he returns. Do it again, Lord. Do it again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can I invite the worship to lead us in the chorus again? Let us rise and worship God. from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God our Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord be glory majesty dominion and authority before all time and now and forever Amen We're glad you had spent some time listening to God's Word and we hope that the message has ministered to you. You can visit us at www.cefc.org.sg for more sermon titles. God bless you in your spiritual pilgrimage ahead.